Hey guys, PK here. Thank you for being with me, whether you're walking your dog, you're at the gym, or just listening wherever you are. I super, super appreciate you. This episode is going to be really cool. We're going to talk about three legal hacks to beat other buyers in a rising market. You know, how to buy a house in a hot market. And, you know, this is strategic, but it's also technical. So it's the kind of content you don't really get other places because they're not willing to tell you this level of technicality, this level of intel. And like, let's face it, you know, there are still so many markets around Australia that are super hot, even though the media is saying property market is declining. I can tell you when my clients are buying, demand is outstripping supply. And it's, it's actually hard. It's hard to buy property. So these things, 90% of home buyers or investors, they don't know them and they keep missing out on property. So if you're like that, you know, you're putting in offer after offer, agents aren't even returning your calls, you're getting super frustrated, then this is the stuff that you need to know. Like I've done other videos on how to buy off market, how to buy interstate, etc. But this episode goes into a lot of explanation, detail, like, you know, juicy detail on actually how to win a contract like a pro. I hope you guys get a ton of value. Welcome to the Oz Property Investment Mastery Podcast. My name is PK and I help busy people build passive income by buying top 5% growth and cash flow property and build a portfolio using data without wasting months doing research, spending weekends at inspection or catching flights, or dropping ten dollars to $20,000 on buyer's agents every single time. So if you're confused, lack confidence, and just overwhelmed with all the information and marketing misinformation available online and don't know where to start, then this show is for you. So let's go into this. So I know so many of you are probably buying in markets and look, I'm happy to, you know, not be secretive about markets. Hobart, I wouldn't buy there right now because the best time to buy was four years ago. It's already risen like more than 60, 70%. But if you're still buying in Hobart, it's actually still remarkably hard to buy in those types of markets because as soon as something comes for sale, you, you call the agent and it's already under offer and you're like, how did that even happen? You know, how is it already under offer? Like I literally just got informed that this was even for sale. And when that happens week after week, month after month, that's when you start getting despondent. That's when you throw your hands up and say, look, this is all too hard. So I'm gonna help you out with that specific conundrum. And look, we're not buying in Hobart, but we're buying right at the bottom of the cycle in markets that are now just moving or just about to move and those that are are moving very fast so including my clients and if you're one of my clients this is gonna um, we talk about it in the course but this is gonna be super valuable and if you're not this is still going to be valuable to you okay so let's say you are buying in a particular a particular suburb and you know the prices are increasing every single month okay and i've done a, a video previously on how to buy off-market opportunities how to value property in a rising market and not miss out in a hot market i'm going to be talking more about legal clauses okay so this is the way that you will actually buy a property and i'm going to give you an example of one of my clients i'm not going to say her last name but her first name is sneha she lives in sydney and you know what she's just done in a um 
in a suburb in Adelaide where she's just bought is that property went on for sale and within two hours of her actually finding out that it was for sale she got on the phone with the agent asked a series of questions to break down the information asymmetry that exists between the buyer you and the vendor the seller that gives them all the power break that wall down and get the power on our side and she got that property under contract in two hours after it was listed okay and so you're probably thinking well that's great, but isn't it a bit risky? You know, like she hasn't done an inspection. She, she hasn't done any like due diligence on it. She, what if it turns out to be a dud? Let me explain some legal hacks. So the only reason you would even consider a property is if you've done your suburb due diligence, right? We're not just going from suburb to suburb to suburb. We're fixated on one, two or three suburbs having done the data analysis we're fixated on a particular pocket of that suburb we're fixated on a particular street and a type of property that suits that suburb and as soon as something comes for sale we pounce on it and the reason we can pounce on it and we can get it you know under contract within 90 minutes or two hours of it having gone for sale is that especially in South Australia, there are some very, very favorable clauses. So in South Australia, which is a little bit different from um, other states, they have this cooling off period. It's for two business days, but it's amazing. What it allows you to do is basically bail on the contract without having any reason to say so at all. So whereas in Queensland and other states, you have five days cooling off period to bail basically with no reason but then you need to pay 0.25 percent of the purchase price which is actually quite expensive on let's say a five hundred thousand dollar property that's like a thousand bucks which you don't want to do right that's going to cost you a thousand dollars but in south australia they don't have that you have two business days so let's say you get it under contract on friday you actually have till tuesday to do your due diligence and if you say hey no it didn't didn't work out for me you can just give the agent a buzz and bail with no excuse and with basically no financial penalty in south australia this is what people don't know it doesn't actually cost anything to bail you don't need to give that 0.25 percent of the deposit like you do in other states like new south wales and victoria and and queensland in south australia you just say bye and if sometimes they charge you a hundred dollars if you had put down a hundred dollar deposit but most of the time they don't even charge that so it's amazing how quickly you can beat unsuspecting buyers if you're an advanced property investor in adelaide as soon as you see a property you call the agent you know ask those questions to break down information asymmetry get the right price and just get it under contract Okay, and whether that's a conditional contract or an unconditional contract really doesn't matter because you still have two business days, which can be four real days, if it's just before a weekend, to bail. And in that time, you know, you can actually get your property manager to inspect the property. Now, this isn't a building and pest inspection yet. This is just a, a quick 15 minute, 20 minute, half an hour inspection 
by your chosen property manager to go in, you know, in that two days time or in that four days time, see if the property is legit, see if it's real, see if the photos are actually like they were on real estate or domain and give you a really, really good understanding of whether this property is worth pursuing or not. Okay, and because you can do that in South Australia, you can just do that as many times as you like, of course, within reason, um, without it actually costing you anything. And I've done different videos on how you don't need a buyer's agent because your property manager, if you're in Sydney, your Adelaide property manager or wherever you want to buy around Australia, more than happy to do the inspections for you, basically free of cost. So that's a whole different topic. But what that allows you to do is get that property under contract. Now, what all the other buyers will be thinking is, oh, look, great property let me think about it let's discuss it with the husband let's discuss it with the wife let's um, go to the first open home and then we'll kind of sit back assess our options see how we go from there as soon as the first open home is is gone it's too late I'm gonna repeat that really connect with this as soon as in a hot market the first open home has been had it is now too late if you want to buy a property in a rising market, you need to get it under contract before the first open home. So ask the agent when you're on the phone, as soon as it's listed, unless you get it off market, ask the agent, when is the first open home? And you know that you need to get it before then. And oftentimes we put a time bomb on our office to say, Mr. Agent or Mrs. Agent or Miss Agent, we need an answer before the first open home and that's what our offer is conditional on. Okay, so do it that way. You still have time to do your due diligence because you're still in Adelaide. Have that two to four days to inspect it, really think about it, and then you can always bail or continue. Okay, so I just wanna make that point again and again and again, regardless of whether you're a client of mine or whether you're not a client of mine, if you are buying in a rising market, if you are buying in a hot market, and by the way, a hot market where properties are going quickly is not to be misconstrued as a market that is experiencing capital growth. Those two aren't the same. I remember about five years ago, it was really hard to buy a property in Logan, but property prices have been zero or capital growth has been zero since in the last five years in Logan since then. So don't mix the two but anyway coming back to the point if it's a hot market if prices are increasing then you need to get that thing under contract in your favor before the first open home okay as long as it's as soon as the open home is done it's too late my friends so before the open home to so get it under contract you know you may want to discuss with your uh, mortgage broker to see whether you can actually even entice them in to to not go to open home by giving an unconditional offer. Now, even in an unconditional offer, you still have the cooling off period, don't forget that. Um, but in an unconditional offer, you can always bail on building and pest, and you can always bail on finance. Now, I'm gonna talk about two other legal hacks. We've talked about cooling off period in South Australia, which is really the only state I would really recommend exercising the cooling off period. The other states and territories, it costs too much. The other two hacks are building and pest inspection and finance clause. So get that property under contract off market before the first inspection and you still have time to bail. Now some people think that um, building and pest inspection is not a get out of jail card. 
right? It's not a get out of jail free card because they cost around 500 bucks, but it's still a get out of jail card because if you put the right clause in your contract, you'll be saying that uh, this offer is conditional upon the building and pest inspection being to the buyer's absolute satisfaction, absolute discretion. What that means is even if the building and pest inspection is basically all good, you can still bail. Legally, you are sound because you have termed the contract correctly. So that is always a get out of jail card. It's like putting in a due diligence clause. The vendor in a hot market will never accept a due diligence clause, but they will always accept, or in most cases accept, a building and pest inspection clause. And I never recommend doing it without that. And, and so you can always bail, right? So get the property under contract before the inspection, uh, sorry, before the first open home, you can always bail afterwards, right? And then you've got your finance clause. And even if you're thinking, well, PK, you know, I have enough money, we have enough serviceability, enough borrowing power, we're never gonna have an issue with finance. A little bit of a dodgy thing, and look, professionally speaking, I'm not recommending this. Personally speaking, I'm just telling you as a friend, you can always get your your mortgage broker to put in writing that you didn't pass finance, right? And so that's also a get out of jail card. Now I know there'll be lots of people saying that's not ethical, that that's, you know, that's not recommended. I also don't recommend it. But if I was telling a best friend of mine what he or she could do if needed, then that is something that you can do, right? You can just get your mortgage broker to say, hey, PK didn't meet finance, you can just take that to your conveyancer and that's a get out of jail card as well. But you shouldn't even need to use that. In fact, if you're buying in a hot market, try not even put a finance clause if you are dead set confident with your broker that you will pass finance. Okay, so the first thing we talked about was cooling off period. In Adelaide or anywhere, get that contract under offer in your favor before the first open home. And you might need to put a time bomb, an expiry date for your offer to enable that outcome. So get it under offer. You can always bail in two to four days in South Australia with zero, basically zero penalty. Okay, the second legal hack is the building and pest inspection. So if you're thinking, oh, look, I'm not in South Australia, I'm not buying in South Australia, I'm buying in a different state or territory, how does this apply to me? Well. The cooling off period may be less applicable because it's going to cost you more to exercise that than the building and pest, but the building and pest, spend 500 bucks and then you can bail basically at your own discretion as long as you put the right wording in the contract in the first place. And look, you know, the reality might be that you, you have to do that two or three times. You might need to spend two or three units of building and pest inspection cost you 1500 bucks before you land on the right property and can actually successfully execute but that's the cost of doing business okay and regardless of who you are even a buyer's agent they would still do that and it would still cost you that so even another state get it in a rising market get it before the first open home as soon as the first open home is done it's too late and then in the third, the third legal clause is the finance clause. So you can always do a, I don't really want to say a bit of a dodge, but it kind of is a little bit, bit of a dodge. I don't professionally recommend it, but if I was advising my best friend behind closed doors, what he or she could do if circumstances dictated, you can get your broker to write a letter, say PK didn't meet the finance clause and that's a get out of jail card as well. So you have these three hurdles, you have these three 
you know, aspects of like a Swiss army knife, you could say, that you can utilize to really get your skates on and get that offer in, get that agent accepting your offer before the first open home. And you might need to put a time bomb on, on it to make sure that it doesn't, you know, it is actually accepted before the first open. But I think I'm just repeating myself now. I've said first open probably like 10 times just to ram home that point. And if you're thinking that, look, it's a rising market and this property has been there for three weeks or four weeks on the market, then I can tell you, you haven't done your area research right. You might have the right suburb, but you don't have the right property. You don't have the right pocket, the right street of that suburb. But still, there are so many opportunities where every single week my clients are buying off-market opportunities in markets that are rising $10,000, $20,000 every single month. It still happens. So that's the best option. But if you can't do that or if you haven't been able to do that, then what I've talked about today is your second best option. Thank you for allowing me to serve you in this way. Now, as you know, I'm super passionate about property. It's kind of changed my life, my wife's life, my family's life. So I'm trying to instill and you know impart upon you my insights, my accumulated experience, and even just my passion. Like I, I thank you for allowing me to do that for you. And I thank you so much on iTunes or Spotify for leaving your reviews. Like I just got one the other day from Amitez. He's saying PK's podcast on all platforms, YouTube, Spotify, Apple are 100% worth it. Information you'll never find elsewhere in the whole world. Listening to his advice, judgment and predictions, one can grow financially for sure. This is the new way of thinking, applying the data method to buy real estate and set up for the future. Five stars is an understatement. It's priceless. Thank you so much, Amitez. And you know, this is the kind of stuff that stokes my fire, that keeps me going. So please leave a review if you wish. You know, I don't want to come across as, you know, kind of forcing anything. If you genuinely get value, I'd love it. Like that's, that would be amazing. I think we're now in the top 35 podcasts in Australia in the investing category. So, you know, it's because of you, my community. I really appreciate each and every one of you. I'll see you next week. Catch you later, guys. Bye.